0: ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Big Sky Conference basketball got all wacky on Thursday night. Hello, I am Coulter Nuñez. In Cheney, Montana State had its 11-game winning streak snapped. It took overtime, but Eastern Washington handed MSU its first loss of 2022, 88 to 86. Linton Akles poured in 38 points while Steele Ventures added 19. As the Eagles moved to eight and seven in league play, MSU is now 12 and three in conference. In Moscow, Montana suffered its third head-scratching loss in a little more than a week. The Grizz allowed Idaho to hit nine of its 15 three-point attempts as UI earned their fifth D1 win of the season, 82-76. The Grizz are now 10-6 in league, while Idaho is 4-11. In Missoula, the Lady Grizz halted their recent slide against a struggling Idaho squad with a 76-73 victory. In a game with 21 lead changes and 14 more ties, a pair of Highline products paced the Lady Grizz Senior Sophia Stiles, a Malta product, poured in 27 points, while Kendall Keller, a Haver native, added 16 points as Montana moved to 8-6 in league play. In Bozeman, Eastern Washington's women are all of a sudden the hottest team in the league. Three days after upsetting the Lady Grizz and Cheney, EWU handed the MSU women their second home conference loss of the year. EWU is now 6-3 in league, while MSU is 11-4 in the big sky. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Take me to another place Take me to another land Make me forget all the things. Let me understand your plans Take
1: me to another place Take me to another land Make me forget all the things. Let me understand your plans
0: Montana, welcome back. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio, rolling along here on a Friday with my good friend and confidant, Rajim Seabrook. We're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can find amazing winter savings in Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com to check out the biggest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. You can get pre-approved, line up a test drive, even an appraisal for your trade-in all online at nwmsrocks.com. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, The Advocates, and Sportsbet Montana. We talked about the crazy night in Big Sky Conference hoops last night both the men's and women's side. We heard from our good friend Carolyn the chicken Doesn't Know Sports, and give you a little history lesson. Learned about Eddie Collins, the famous second baseman for the Chicago White Sox back in the teens and 20s. Andrew Houghton, our producer, reminds me. He was one of the uh, clean guys on the 1918 Black Sox, a scandal that is not remembered as much as it should be. It's crazy that's more than 100 years in the rear view mm. now, but... Uh, it's wild to think that there was a gambling scandal way back then and that there hasn't been one of that magnitude since. We won't go into the whys, but there's a, a lot of stuff behind that. But you can find everything from today's first hour on the podcast. So please go rate, review, subscribe. Five stars preferred. Last night, Rajim and I had a very um, intellectually stimulating and poignant evening we i was not on the show live i pre-recorded the second half of the show for you because we uh were a part of a discussion rajin was the the host and one of the mcs of our along with our other friend jamar gilbreth down at the roxy theater and there's a screening first of who we are which is a film by jeffrey robinson a Middle aged attorney from Memphis, Tennessee, who grew up in Memphis uh, right around the exact same time when Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. That was back on April 4th, 1968. And I believe, uh, if, if my dates are correct within the film, I think Robinson graduated high school about four or five years after that. So he was of a formative age when that was happening in his community. And he's a lawyer. I went to Harvard Law School, an African American man. And, uh, it's part of a lecture that he's giving to a crowd and then part uh, sort of weaving in of, of the history of America. And it's sort of broadly pinned as the history of race and racism in America. But I think that's actually a little bit two-pointed of what this film is actually about. This film is the history of history in America, And sort of the thesis statement that Robinson presents over and over is the famous line from the, I guess the infamous line from the George Orwell novel, 1984. And if you haven't read 1984 or you haven't read it in a while, I would highly suggest reading it because (laughs) it is uh, as poignant and also as pertinent and as accurate and as predictive as... Any book there is. Mm. Sure, Orwell might have missed the date of his premonition by 40 years, but much of what is written about in 1984 uh, in terms of the oppression, not through the direct lens of a dictator like Big Brother, but through the indirect lens of the controlling of information and how that can lead to the oppression of our minds cumulatively as a society, is so on point right now in 2022. And the thesis line that Jeffrey Robinson uses in this documentary is that the man who controls the past controls the future, and the man that controls the present controls the past. And so it's all about the teaching of history in America and how that has been both accurately and inaccurately portrayed, and many and much of the things that have been left out. And this film then was, uh, is, it's about two hours long. And uh, it was well attended. It was very cool to see people in the city of Missoula coming out. But then following the film, there was also a panel discussion uh, that featured Paul Radeau, who's a track coach down at the University of Montana, Justin Green, who's the running backs coach and recruiting coordinator for the Grizz football team, Destiny Santiago, who's a uh, female student athlete on the track team, and Erica Donahue, Erica Donahue, who's also a, a fellow radio personality here uh, in Missoula, and she hosts a, a show on public radio on Saturdays that sort of discusses the, the um just just culture and society uh, both in the Garden City and around the state of Montana. Um, but it was it was awesome and impressive to hear from these people about Rajim. You were sort of the moderator of this discussion, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you some of the questions that. You asked to them. Uh-huh. You asked them three questions, and, and uh, so I'll, I'll start with your questions. Your first question was, what was sort of your aha moment within the scope of this film? You and I talked briefly after the film, and then we went and got a bite to eat afterwards as well. And, and I had told you that I thought this film was, was so well done more than any other reason because— while it's in, it, it inflames your emotion as a human to watch the indiscretions that have happened to our fellow man repeatedly over the span of centuries mm-hmm. uh, in America, but also just around the globe, that, that is sort of the common tale of humanity is, is the oppression of other cultures, races, ethnicity, ethnicities, all of that. But I had told you that I thought that the, the best part about this film was that while it was inflammatory in its direct fact... The spin and the angle and the um, sort of the the action of the film was actually not inflammatory. It was based solely in fact. He was not trying to, if you believe this, well, then you should believe this. Or if you believe this, here's the opposite of what that is. It was just, here's the actual factual history of slavery and racism in America. Mm Mm-hmm. That was sort of my broad takeaway. But what did you think? What was the sort of the thing that that struck you or maybe that you hadn't known about before you watched this film? Just the depths
1: of what our society does to keep people separate. The, The amount of energy, focus, money, and organization that goes into just keeping people separate and the polarization from within. That was my aha moment. And, and, and kind of seeing that last night in our, our crowd, in the, the audience, you know, 70-plus people, a lot of people online, you know, over 100 people in attendance in, in one which way, shape, fashion, or form. Just seeing how disconnected we truly are due to this construct that's meant to keep, keep people separate. That was the aha moment, like aha. And that's how you never make progress. If you keep people separate you don't have your own experiences and go off of what is just kind of put out there for you to absorb. So that was my aha moment, just how truly separate we are as as a society, or in this case, a culture, culture within our society.
0: There's, <laughs> pun not intended, nothing in the world is black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nuance to everything. Yes, a- And that's one thing because I, I find... The, the quest for equality, an incredibly admirable and important one, yet sometimes I feel we fall into either full scrutinization of lack of progress or full glorification of progress rather than realizing the nuance of what's in the middle. And I've thought about this tremendously when it comes to particularly the rise and prominence in both sports and entertainment that was a charge led by many of the great black athletes of the mid-20th century. Mm -hmm. People like Jim Brown and Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. And Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens and Gail Sayers and a variety of, of people. That's the biggest rallying cry for for the portion of the society that doesn't believe that racism is still a part of our way of being, they say, well, look at Patrick Mahomes. He signed a $500 million contract. Look at LeBron James. He's making $275 million over the next five years, plus another whoever knows how much money in endorsements. There's more of a middle ground there as well. That's the thing that frustrates me the most about discourse and discussion in America right now. Multiple things can be true at once Mm -hmm. That was one of the best lines Jeffrey Robinson speaks He says The United States of America Is one of the greatest countries That humanity has ever known Period Yet the history of America Is steeped with And in certain ways defined by racism Absolutely Those are not mutually exclusive things Not at all Both can be true that's where I, I hope and I, I wish that people could get to. That's why, you know, the way that, we, the way that college and higher education has evolved, in, again, in certain ways is very good. And in certain ways, I feel is very detrimental mm-hmm. because we have made the most important thing in every element of America, money, the pursuit of money. Greed. And I'm not saying that money and the pursuit of money are evil, but the deadly sin of greed is evil. Agreed. There are so many people right now that are choosing their academic future based on how much money they'll make. And that's it. You might not have a single ounce of passion for architecture or engineering, but you know the starting salary is going to be significantly higher than if you were an artist or a journalist. A teacher. A teacher, a forester. We see these ills in our society across the board. Forever, people would pursue their passion as well as making a living, but they were more empowered to pursue their passion now Mm-hmm. We're only p- empowered to pursue the almighty dollar, and so you know that, that's that's all to say that I, I just I I feel so fortunate because the, the 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 art and craft of journalism has eroded more than any other essential career in America. I believe probably teachers and journalists. I was going to say teachers. That's funny. I, you we are on the same vein. Because of the financial realities of our world now, though, so many people that pursue journalism only do because of the privilege that they were provided. It's very, very rare you see someone from an impoverished background that then wants to go pursue the lowest paying professional job. The, <laughs> for, for those that don't know, the average print journalist makes, as a starting salary, Close to half of what an average teacher's salary is. Everybody knows how underpaid teachers are. Starting journalists make half of that. Consider that. And I'm not talking, you know, sure, if you're really talented, you get a job at the Washington Post right out of college. Okay, awesome, great for you. But mo- that's not what the most important type of journalism is. The most important type of journalism is Community-based journalism in small rural communities. The miseducation of people in small rural communities has taken a full nosedive because of the lack of good journalists that want to go into the profession and then want to live in said places. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's resulted in the miseducation of America. It's the single biggest reason why we have a culture war. It's the single biggest reason why we have a politics war. And so... I feel so fortunate to be somebody that has the profound and impactful journalism training that I received at the University of Montana and then has had the empowerment and the opportunity and the support to be able to then use that in an entrepreneurial fashion to then make a good living while still pursuing things that I find among the most important things in democracy, and that is the pursuit of truth and the holding accountable of people in power. I just worry about the erosion of that element of things. But I also think that it, the one thing that I learned in journalism school, and that's, this is a long-winded way of getting to this point, is that human bias is one of the most profound things that happens to the mind of a man mm-hmm. or the mind of a woman. And that's the thing that I think that you, we're going to get into sort of the, the point of this this panel discussion and and the changes that you and I and everybody in this community can make to sort of push a microcosmic example into the world at large. But the number one thing that is lacking within us is the conversations that involve nuance. It is sort of the removal of bias as the psychological study that you study at the university of Montana journalism school goes nine out of 10 people have a preconceived notion before they consume every single piece of information that they consume in their lives. It only reemphasizes what your preconceived notion is. That's the number one thing that I wish we could return to: is entering any and all areas of learning with no preconceived notion. We can't. We we we
1: have been raised in a in a bipolar nation. It's it's either or. There's never something in the middle. Uh, we've we've also been given preconceived constructs to engage in before actually having the experience so what does that mean you never have your own organic experience because the preconceived notions that's called folks i'm just going to say it, that's called prejudicial thought exactly like the word prejudice does not mean racist break the pre- word judge. prejudge 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 and I know there's at least one person right now grimacing. Oh, he's talking. his right. No, it's not about race. It's prejudging a situation. And, and we live in such a visceral reactionary response society that when we are quick to judge, quick to prejudge, quick to, to, to fill in the blanks that aren't even there, once we do that, the horse is out of the barn. And no matter what our, I said this last night. No matter what our intent is, the impact is already there. The impact has already been felt, and that's and that's where we are as a nation, and 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 in the uh, in the scope of things that we are speaking of, Coulter.
0: And that's why Nuñez now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio. Hi, with, with me Coulter Nuñez, and that was that again. That was the the point of this movie. Is how important history is, real history, to then not recommit the indiscretions of those that came before us, and uh, I, I said this when you prompted me to be a part of the discussion, which I so much appreciate you giving me an opportunity to be, have just a little bit to say within it, because I I have been steadfast about this for the last two years. We talk about race and race in America and the relationship of those two things through the lens of sports on the show often. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people appreciate that. I know a lot of you don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> Woo! Because it's I, it's that important, not just to me, but to us. But the thing that I have always reemphasized mm. is just what you were just saying about the concept of the word of prejudice. You will be, it, it's a very rare situation if you get to know somebody on a deep level that you do not at least have respect for them, let alone like them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, most of the hate, most of the disrespect comes from not knowing, from judging without knowing. And so that, that's why uh, I, I think that just a return to grace, a, hu- a return to humility, a return to not just talking but listening is so important part of that
1: goes back to rehumanizing each other like that's that's the one thing we 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 live in a single serve swipe right get it now instant gratification we have really been programmed to dehumanize each other so when the humanization needs to be reenacted we're dumb to it brother our our development's been arrested with that
0: well, that, that's that's another good point, and that's something that I would I'm going to readdress because you and I have some plans to to get together with some of these other people absolutely and and continue these conversations because it was a great conversation last night. It was so fascinating though too because the panel discussion lasted for close to an hour. Yeah, I le- was left wanting so much more because <laughs> I mean, we only got through th- I think I think we only got through three questions from the panel yep. that you prompted and then three questions from the audience and that was it. And then it was nine thirty. It was time to go home. Yeah, everybody had to go to bed. But that, that's another thing that I've always found fascinating. I think that uh, racism in Missoula has been mitigated to a certain extent, uh, particularly for black men in this community, because of the popularity and prominence of Grizz football and Grizz basketball. Mm-hmm. So many of the African-American men in our community... Grizz men's basketball, let's specify that's right, that's that. That's right, yeah, yeah. Grizz, let's specify that. Grizz, men, Grizz men's basketball and Grizz football... So many of the of the black men in Missoula uh, either are currently a part of or formerly associated with Grizz football, Grizz Correct. men's basketball. Correct. That has provided great opportunities for a great many of them. Justin sure. Green being one of them, he talked all about that, about how when he first came here from San Diego, how appreciative he was for the opportunity to be in a community that accepted him, all these sorts of things. That part's the good part. But, again, there's nuance to everything. There's two sides to everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I've also, like you were saying, we sometimes look at the persona or the projection of the person rather than looking at the actual person. And so that's the other part of this is that while it's it's awesome that there is grace provided to many minorities that move here for sports, that people say, well, I, I love him because he plays for the Grizz, you know. But then there's also a prejudice that comes with that that's not necessarily a negative one it's just a broad one and I know you've gone through this because you've lived in Missoula for over 20 years now right Yeah. you have no association with the University of Montana as an athlete no you have association with it as a community member and someone that's been in and out of the halls there in a bar- former student a alma vari- mater over, absolutely yeah, in a variety of ways but you get asked all the time did you play for the grizz did you you know no. and and you know it's it's an innocent yet still related to prejudice type question right there's this, there's this great scene in the movie Do the Right Thing, in
1: which um, Spike Lee is talking to, uh, why am I blanking on his name, gosh, he's a great actor, but he's an Italian guy, and they're talking, they're having this actual, this conversation, they're talking about Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, and, and he goes, he goes, you're the most racist guy on the block, but all your favorite athletes are black guys, and he looks at him, he goes, they're different. And the polarization, the, the 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 shifting shade of associating that athlete, that persona, if you will, that you just spoke upon, is 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 that exact mentality? If you don't play ball here, why are you here? There's some right. of that, right? So it's almost like this: if you're not but not up, only why are you here, but why would you stay? Why would you stay? And 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 that I don't want to say invasive it It could be an invasive thought or a feeling that could lead to a pervasive uh situation but it's 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 that root origin and thought that makes it something that has to be talked about something that was addressed last night and something that will be addressed as the shifting sands and demographics of missoula change but it's that Mentality. Same thing with the new GM from that one from San Francisco to uh, I, f- I forget where he's at now. Um, he's he's not black enough.
0: Or the the new head coach. The yes. new head coach. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Mike McDaniel.
1: You know, like yeah. the the quantification of people comes into play too, and that's another subject for another day. But there's an air of that
0: there. Absolutely. Back to to go for a to come a little bit back around to the beginning part of this discussion. Nuana's is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We still have a tremendous amount of progress to make. The fact that we are talking about this is important. The other main point of this movie was the concept of the tipping point, which is a phenomenal concept, especially if you've read the book by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. There's a tipping point for everything that then thrusts trends and movements into the stratosphere. And the, the Civil Rights Movement is a great example of it. It reached the tipping point, and then Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X... Uh, a variety of others, were, JFK. Uh, JF, uh, John F. Kennedy, were assassinated. And that made the tipping point revert back to the beginning. Not the mean, but the beginning. And uh, we're now at an, uh, the next tipping point, or at least approaching it, I hope we are. Mm. But it's also worth noting, and I think this is one thing that, that falls short when it comes to activism. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It is human nature, but we need to continue to acknowledge also though, the progress that we've made. I was thinking about this during last year's NFL draft which was held on Zoom and I was thinking about how there's so many stories in the media, particularly of athletes that come from disenfranchised backgrounds and the way that that disenfranchised background motivates them to then succeed at an incredibly high level and so many of those athletes are black I was also thinking though How when you watched the NBA drafts in the 90s and 2000s, when guys were coming out of high school and stuff, Mm -hmm. it was so rare to see nuclear families, particularly for the young black guys that were getting drafted. You almost always saw their mom and their aunt, but you very rarely saw a mother and a father. Mm-mm. And uh, that was the most... So a lot of grandparents, that, actually. For sure. Uh, grandma, for sure, because grandma... I, if I
1: was one of those guys, it would have been my grandparents nope. there, not nope. my parents, right. absolutely. right.
0: And so, <coughs> but that was one thing that was striking to me when watching all these on Zoom. I know some of these prospects had rented places to make the Zoom look really cool or whatever, but by and large, uh, there was a, a, a significantly increased number of these guys that were prospects, where you could see them, and they were sitting in what looked like a middle-class home with a nuclear family. And who knows if the parents are together or whatever. But I do think that's an example of progress that we haven't really acknowledged. I also think there's an example now... College football was, you know, quote-unquote desegregated in the 1950s. The Montana State Bobcats of 1956 are one of the most famous desegregated football teams. But in terms of actually being desegregated, like the leagues that, you know, in the South and stuff, having a prominent number of black players, that didn't happen until the mid to late 1970s. And it only was really hit a fever pitch into the mid-1980s, right? Absolutely. But that's the other thing is sometimes we have to have patience because right now we are seeing – uh, a significantly increased number of men who played college sports in the 80s and 90s now making a positive difference in society. So I, I'm just bringing this full circle in terms of we still have a ton of progress that we need to make, but I, th- I also think that there is progress that has been made that needs to be acknowledged at a much higher level as well.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's how you make progress. For sure, you 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 give love and respect to the specters of the past sure. and everyone that laid down the foundation for people like us to talk about this right now. But and and, and I'm actually going to take your question away from you. N- then it's like, where do we go? Where do we move those chains? Sure, you know, and and how do we how do we go forward? Right now, we're doing them. We're talking about it, yep. we're gathering, yep. we're watching the films, we're being open. We're, we're people, our society right now is at an all-time high of starting to listen. Yep. Uh, we've, we've, we've had a lot of talking, but it's time to listen. More than important, it's time to hear. Um, it's also time to have more sympathy and empathy, but also realizing that change can happen from within. Um, it takes one person to start a revolution. Can you be that person? can you be that strong, that vulnerable, and that willing and that able to help out your fellow person? Because at the end of the day, like my man Q-Tip said, progression won't be made if we're separate forever.
0: New Ones now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. There's a big high school basketball game down at Hellgate tonight. We'll touch on that, but we'll also continue this important conversation. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Sky Conference basketball got all wacky on Thursday night. Hello, I am Colter Nuanez. In Cheney, Montana State had its 11-game winning streak snapped It took overtime, but Eastern Washington handed MSU its first loss of 2022, 88 to 86. Linton the poured in 38 points, while Steele Ventures added 19. As the Eagles moved to 8 and 7 in league play, MSU is now 12 and 3 in conference. In Moscow, Montana suffered its third head-scratching loss in a little more than a week. The Grizz allowed Idaho to hit nine of its 15 three-point attempts, as UI earned their fifth D1 win of the season, 82-76. The Grizz are now 10 and 6 in league, while Idaho is 4-11. In Missoula, the Lady Grizz halted their recent slide against a struggling Idaho squad with a 76-73 victory. In a game with 21 lead changes and 14 more ties, a pair of Highline products paced the Lady Grizz. Senior Sophia Styles, a Malta product, poured in 27 points, while Kendall Keller, a Haver native, added 16 points as Montana moved to 8-6 in league play. In Bozeman, Eastern Washington's women are all of a sudden the hottest team in the league. Three days after upsetting the Lady Grizz and Cheney, EWU handed the MSU women their second home conference loss of the year. EWU is now 6-3 in league, while MSU is 11-4 in the big sky. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. With your black hair and your fat ass style. Street poetry is my everyday But you I gotta stop when you drop my weight If I was working at the club, you would not pay Ayo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, a Haitian mm. Name is fight for from the Zulu Nation Told you in the jam that we could get down Now let's not the boots like the boot H-Town Well, Tribe called quest here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio I think we were out of the studio when I played your number one request You wanted to hear... Oh, the Isley Brothers was great. Yeah, that but, was that was cool. Your other request from last night was on to the next one. Oh, I heard it. I oh, heard you did. It. Okay, I good. It. I played I it just for you. I did. And yeah. then we were out of the studio because I was busting out this uh, Doc Fest interview. I love it's,
1: that. On to the next one. Like it's like when you win a game and you already know who your next opponent is. It's like, yo, on to the next
0: one. Yeah, I don't think that's what they were getting at, but that's me. Still, I'm, 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 I'm keeping. I'm bringing it. I'm circling it back to the show. Nuances now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook. Hey. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Having fun, laughing a lot, also talking about some heavy and serious stuff. Let's get back to sports. Keep it. No, we're going to keep rolling on this. This is is, uh, is a lot more enlightening and uh, uh, spiritually centering to me. (laughs) You want to be a part of the conversation? You love it? You hate it? We don't care. We just want you to be thinking about it. No matter what it is, whether it's the Hellgate-Big Sky boys game that we're going to talk about here in just a minute, or it's the broader and deeper and maybe tougher conversation that we were having to start the second hour here of Nuanas Now. You could be a part of the conversation by calling and/or texting four zero six one uh, excuse me four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine that's triple eight one zero two nine I shouldn't say we don't care we do care we want you to care too <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm saying I don't I don't mind which side you're on you can you can totally be resonating with what we're talking about you could be ambivalent about it or you can be or not ambivalent you can be um, sort of in the middle about it or you can be completely uh, against it I don't we don't mind which side you're on we just want to hear from you because that's what we're here for Everyone's
1: entitled To their opinion
0: That's exactly right And I think that One of the silliest things That we do now Is if, is thinking that people That don't think like us Are somehow now our enemies
1: Buddy, that's my problem With society right now Like, and I don't care Who you are Where you're from Sports, politics Religion, education just because someone has a differing idea, it's not a threat to you. It's just a different idea. But we're have we we so visceral in reactions again. It's like if you have a different idea, it's not a threat to me. Like if someone has a different idea, that's really cool. You think differently. One word, four letters,
0: next. No doubt about it. Let's do a little prep extra. Yeah. Speaking of great things happening around the state of Montana, Farmer State Bank, the proud presenter of the prep extra, they are giving away ten ten thousand $10,000 scholarships. That's right, Ten ten thousand $10,000 scholarships to Montana seniors to apply. You can visit FarmersEBank.com, but act now because the deadline, March 15th. So you have uh, a little less than a month to get those in. FarmersEBank.com to apply for those awesome scholarships from Farmers State Bank. What a
1: great opportunity that is. That's Farmers so awesome.
0: State Bank enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907, and the proud presenter of the Prep Extra a couple times a week here on Nuwana's Now. Crosstown Showdown woo, tonight, and this is cool because uh, for, uh, unfortunately, because of a variety of reasons, one being open enrollment, but this is an, another thing that has more nuance than just open enrollment, but Big, Missoula Big Sky has fallen on hard times, it had fallen on hard times, I should say, in uh, a couple different sports, Football and, and girls and boys basketball being the, the, the primary. Big Sky's always going to be very good in track because yeah, oh yeah. Dan Nile and his crew are they excellent. They know what they're doing. I mean, Dan Nile's in the Montana High School Association uh, Hall of Fame, and he has a lot of great assistants as well, including you know a good friend of this show. Uh, Josh Jones is always helping out out mm. there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Regardless, Big Sky suffered from uh, some departures from the district. Uh, when it comes to football. Yet they've had a couple really talented young men that, that wanted to stick around and be a part of it. And so you have seen uh, some success in the last four years at Big Sky, spearheaded by the Janet Carroll brothers, who are now both playing for the University of Montana. But in boys' and girls' basketball, it's been tough. It's It's been uphill sledding for Big Sky. But uh, they have a couple new coaches in place. They have good staffs. And they're really starting to revitalize it. And now here we are with the Big Sky boys who have been in the mix in every single game that they've played so far this year, and they've won more than they have the last couple years, Mm -hmm. including drilling Sentinel last week. Then the Big Sky girls who went winless two years ago and only won one game last year. They have a half dozen wins this year. That's all to say that this sets up a crosstown showdown tonight between Big Sky and Hellgate in which a city title is still on the line. Usually this has just been the Hellgate and Sentinel show, not Big Sky really involved in the, the triangular. But Big Sky's involved on the boys' side. I, I believe the Hellgate girls are already the city champions regardless of what happens tonight, but it's still uh, a big game for Big Sky to, to prove something and also a big game for Hellgate because they suffered their first loss in girls' basketball earlier this week. But on the boys' side, this should be a heck of a game because Hellgate, a proven program, an established program, Jeff Hayes does a great job. Amazing. Hellgate's always solid. But they got they got it rolling on the boys' side for Big Sky, and so I'm going to go down the game 7:30 at, at Hellgate for the boys' tip. But I'm very excited for this one. I'm very excited to see uh, some of this talent for Big Sky, and also just uh, the steady-handed nature of of Coach Hayes and his team with the Knights. I, I
1: I think when all three schools compete well against each other, it makes so much fun. It, it brings it brings life back to high school sports in, in the Garden City. And what I love about it is, like you said, Big Sky's been like the little the l- little brother that no one wants around. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's always the two big brothers rumbling in the front yard between Hellgate and Sentinel. But it, it's it's nice to see little brother all of a sudden could be growing two inches taller than, than the big brothers in front of him. And, uh, and I love it. And then on the girl side, um, the Hellgate Girls, like what a what a great opportunity. To, no pun intended, but every pun intended. How do you rebound from a loss? Sometimes, like this is it, getting punched in the gut this late in the season after riding high and being on top. That's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough uh, it's tough to try to recalibrate afterwards. Um, what that also does for Big Sky is like, hey, there's a weakness there. Can we exploit that and get better? Which they have with Ot Hobbs at the helm.
0: This, we were talking about the importance of history, and, and that's another thing. I think history is important in establishing tradition at high schools, and I know Big Sky ha- has been putting forth a, a huge effort to revitalize the tradition of the school. It's easy to forget that the Missoula Big Sky girls' basketball program has phenomenal tradition. You talk about some of the greatest players in the history of the state of Montana, whether you're talking about Kelly Pilcher mm-hmm. or Ann Lake or Marty Laminguth or Jocelyn and Ellie Tinkle, there's been... Uh, I believe five or even six Gatorade Players of the Year from Missoula Big Sky uh, since the the award was first uh, inducted back in the in the mid to late 1980s, and uh, very impressive the history and that was sort of forgotten. And on the boys' side, you know, it's it's funny because it's it's true. Big Sky has sort of fallen into this outcast role as the little brother of the Missoula high schools, but that is certainly not how it's always been, mm. and it certainly wasn't how it was. In when I was in high school. Back in my Sky. day. I mean, back in my day, here's the thing I always do about Big Sky. Didn't matter if we won or lost, we'd meet you afterwards for sure. <laughs> and we would always win that one. The parking lot and the tank <laughs> trails belong to Big Sky, that's for sure. That's not a part of society anymore. That's probably a good thing. But either way. Uh but it should be a good one tonight. Hellgate and Sentinel. Yes, sir. And uh Ramifications as well, because Hellgate beat number one Helena Capital on Tuesday.
1: Hellgate Big Sky, not Hellgate
0: Sentinel. Excuse me, Hellgate Big Sky at, at, at the Hellgate gym. I got you back. But Hellgate beat Helena Capital on Tuesday in boys basketball. And so now they've won 10 out of 11. They're tied with Capital for first place in the Western AA standings. And the Big Sky is trying to improve their position when it comes to the upcoming divisional tournament and the run towards... The state tournament. So there you go. Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Get those applications in. Ten, $10,000 scholarships. Money. March 15th the deadline. FarmersEBank.com. Farmer State Bank enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We'll take you home here on a Friday. One last piece of commentary here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. at ESPN Radio. One,
1: two, three, three! What is now on ESPN Radio? You about I've been who I thought of. The club I went to with my movies, baby. Don't
0: worry, you know that you got it. Yo, I'm the type that's always catching a flight. And sometimes uh. I got to be out at the height of the night. And that's when she flipping get on someone. Another lonely night, it seemed like. I'm on the side, you only loving your mic. I know you got to get that paper, daddy. Keep that dishype. I need some sort of love in my life You take me? While with my sister from New York City She says Hello Montana How about this? How about hello Montana? Gosh, that's the second time this week I came back without turning my mic on You think I might do this for a living? Hope you're having an outstanding Friday Colter right? Jim Seabrook Here on Nuanas Now Appreciate you rolling with us It's a long weekend We
1: got a holiday
0: on Monday Really?
1: President's, President's Day, thing? man Catch up with yeah. the times
0: Mmm mm. I don't get holidays, bro.
1: <laughs> There's no holidays for me. When you have kids, you have to know holidays because well, you're not school. in school. Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I got a story for you. Let's have a little story time. Let's gather around, children. My uh, my grandfather, my father's father. So my family, I, I think that one of the reasons why I am uh, like, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say weird because I don't think I'm weird. but Yes, like, you are. Okay, thank you. Uh I, ha- I guess I should say the reason I have sort of different values than a lot of people of my age group is that both of my parents were the youngest children in World War II families, and they were raised by parents that grew up in the Depression. Both of my grandfathers were in World War II, and my, so my family's generations are very delayed. All of my grandparents were were deceased by the time I was... Well, I guess my my grandmother... Uh, my mom's side passed away when I was uh, like a preteen. But everybody else was was dead by the time I was, before I was even 10. My, my, my paternal grandfather. That's so sad. It is. That's uh, it, really, I'm sorry. Like, it's like, it, it, it just sort of removes that from your life. Yeah. But, but also there was a huge influence, though, in the fact that my grandparents were of a totally different generation than most people of my age's grandparents. This is all to say, though this is this is how from another world and another time my grandfather was my my father's father was born in Arizona before Arizona was a state he was born in 1909 going to say that's 100 over 100 over years, 100 ago. years yeah. ago he's been gone for close to 20 and died when he was in his late 80s so that's how old he was but he, so this is all to say that my grandfather was born in Arizona that before like a, a full 20 years before Arizona was a state in, in the United States he grew up in the southwest territory and so he, was, he grew up in mexico he grew up in mexico exactly. basically yeah and so my my grandfather had uh you know in in the in the middle of nowhere he had no more than maybe a 7th or 8th grade grad, education uh, not because of his own Uh, laziness or apathy or anything like that purely because of opportunity. There was no ability to get educated beyond that level of school uh, where he was living. And uh, he was also an orphan. He did not have, uh, he never knew his mother or his father uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, I'm sure my mother is listening and she'll correct me if I get, <laughs> Mama new, if I get the details uh, wrong. But I believe his mother died in childbirth of a, a younger sibling when my grandfather was not old enough to really remember anything. I think it, my grand, my great-grandfather, I believe he died by being gored by a bull on the ranch that they lived on. But that's all to say that my grandfather grew up an orphan. He was adopted by his aunt and uncle, the Chavez family. and But he didn't have a birth certificate and he didn't really know his origin story very well. And so then when he was of a certain age, he wanted to become an American citizen. And he knew that the best way to do that would be to join the U.S. military. He was born on President's Day of that year. whatever I, think, I believe his birthday. February actually, 22nd. That's actually crazy that I'm telling this story right now. His birthday might be today. Mm. I think I believe that... Because President's Day sort of rotates, right? Because it's the, it's the last Monday. It's always the
1: 22nd, I think. I'm not sure if it's a but rotated it's, but it, well, it's the I, last... I guess
0: the holiday is always on a Monday. Yeah, it's Regardless, the second to last Monday of the Well, within the week of when my grandfather was born, cool. more 100 years ago, but his name was Letatio nuanes and... Letatio, that's he, when so he was, cool. When he was joining the Navy, he... He didn't have a birth certificate. So he was basically having to tell some fibs to try to get into the military. And so, because his birthday was on President's Day, he told the people that his name was George. Jorge. (laughs) Because of George Washington. (laughs) Because of President's Day. So, I always think of President's Day in relation to my grandfather, (laughs) basically (laughs) lying to get into the Navy to then become an American citizen. That's crazy. Uh, So, crazy. uh, Crazy origin stories here on Nuanas Now. But I always think about... uh, That's like the Han Solo story. Right?
1: Like, he was Han Solo before Han Solo, because Han Solo did... The same thing.
0: Totally. I love it. Totally. And so I always think about that influence on my life, the fact that mm-hmm. I had I had two grandfathers that were that were both in World War II, both served in World War II and uh just the way that all of those values some in some ways antiquated and in some ways uh very important mm-hmm. were passed down. And uh, it has so much influence. You know, both my parents being the youngest of their respective families and just sort of the old school nature in which that influenced their lives and then the way that they raised us, <laughs> it's interesting. It's, it's very, very interesting. I, I think that and this is another great example of why history is important, why, um, why we should know. It's important to know where you came from, and what the people that came before you did to help you get here.
1: Because it predicates where you're going to.
0: If you missed anything from the show, we talked extensively about exactly what we're talking about right now. History and its importance. Remember the line always. The man who controls the past controls the future, the future. And the man that he controls, controls the present he controls, controls the past. It's very important to remember that. If you f- want to hear anything from today's show, whether it's Big Sky Conference basketball commentary or high school Basketball commentary, or Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, Woo-woo! or a very pertinent and important discussion about the film. We were fortunate enough to consume and then discuss last night who we are, down at the Roxy. There'll be a couple more showings of that down at the through Roxy throughout the next couple of weeks as well, and definitely one that's worth watching. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by The Advocates. As well as Sports Bet Montana. Regime, we got about four minutes left, so I'm going to ask one last question of you. This is the question that you left with the panel last night after the film. And um, the question was what sort of thing are you going to do individually to help move this conversation forward? And I thought Paul Renault gave such a great sort of uh, liner that we can use now. Move the chains, continue, move the chains. continue to move the chains. And. Uh, You know, I followed up with Justin Green today, who was part of the panel as well, and and told him how proud of uh, proud of him I was for for saying the things he did and sharing the stories he did. But last question for you then today: How do you plan on moving the chains here in the city of Missoula, the state of Montana, and around uh, the the world that surrounds us?
1: Uh, I I started it, man. I I,
0: you certainly did.
1: I got over hundreds of people together last night to talk about some really sensitive yet heartfelt issues. Um, Just dealing. Living day by day and and accepting life for what I want it to be and not for what it's constructed for.
0: Paul made so many great points last night, but I thought one of the ones that will resonate with me, though, is he said, hey, this has happened in cycles throughout our history where we become engaged because we become angry. Mm -hmm. We start to talk about it. We start to move the needle. Then we do it. And then we stop doing it because... We think we've made a difference, but we can't ever make a true difference unless we continue this forever, right? No, just got to
1: keep going forward. You know, it, people want to dwell on the past, and it's good to look at the past, but we, we, we've just got to move forward and, and, and make progress uh, from, from this jumping point, you know. And uh, I don't know, just be honest, be truthful, and when we have sensitive conversations, be kind, gentle, and wiser about it. Be a human.
0: Exactly. Talk to each other. Look in each other's eyes. Have hard conversations, but remove emotion from it. Speak, but also listen. I think that's uh, incredibly important as we continue to make progress individually and as a cumulative society. Anything else? What's going on this weekend? What do you got? You got a little. You got a basketball game tonight. Your coach got a little Parks and Rec basketball. A bunch of crazy little
1: nine-year-olds running all over the place. It's President's Weekend. Got some skiing. Some time for reflection. Loving the fact that it's almost 6 o'clock and the sun's still up. Life is good. One day closer to spring. One day closer to football again. Draft. We got free agency coming up. We got meat on the bone. Things to talk about. Foreshadow, foreshadow,
0: foreshadow. <laughs> Gotta love it. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me. Colter Nuwadis. Love you, man. Uh, the I love you too, my man. Uh, There's a lot of a sporadic nature now to the Big Sky Conference schedule, which is what is the meat on our bone mainly here, especially when we're coming through the weekend back into Monday. We will have the Montana Basketball Hour on Monday, but it's going to be part recap, part preview, because Mm -hmm. the Grizz Grizz men are off on Saturday. The Lady Grizz have a tentative game against Portland State. I believe that's still a go. Mm -hmm. The MSU women play Southern Utah for the second time in a week. In a crucial Big Sky Conference showdown. And the Montana State men, same deal. They play Southern Utah on Saturday as well. So there's a lot of stuff that could still be determined when it comes to the league. But we'll have full stuff for you on Monday. We're also going to have some Big Sky DocFest interviews for you. Sadly, the first time in, I believe, 20 weeks, we won't have the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg. Because the Super Bowl is over, but we still got some stuff cooking with Coach Marty, so have no fear. You know, I mean, it's hard for me to to over, to, 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 uh, if he gets called by Andy Reid or something, <laughs> he's not gonna stay here kicking it with us. I, I, I'm second on the totem pole when it comes to his potential NFL return, but either way, we've got stuff cooking with him. We'll be back at it four o'clock on Monday. We'll see you then. Enjoy your weekend. Long weekend. And remember, speak and listen.